Welcome to the family here on Purple Mafia. I'm your host, Paladino Joey, and with me is Sebastian Balls. Welcome aboard, my friend. Oh, thank you very much, Joey. Absolutely. Well, uh, wonderful to have you on board again. Purple Mafia, by the way, is available on thesportstuff.com and on iTunes. I thank each and every one of you always for downloading and listening to this show. And, of course, you can download this on uh, Android phones as well via several different applications out there. Double Twist is the one I'm most familiar with. So there you go. Ready to rock and roll. Sebastian, you uh, I heard something that you've started a new show on YouTube of late. So what's what's going on with that, huh? Yeah, I did. It's called the Purple Press Box. I've only got one episode down, but I covered the whole off season, you know, going into training camp and that type of stuff with the first episode and it, it's got 51 viewers currently, so I think <laughs> if it go, keeps going up, it should be good. Yep, and it will. Yeah, it, it will. It, it starts. Uh, it's like it always starts small, and then all of a sudden you'll start picking up. Unless you're as bad as this show, like that's the one thing you know. <laughs> no, <I'm, laughs> no, it picks up, and and of course the Vikings. It goes with how the Vikings flow through the season. Like I always whine and bitch and moan about the whole season when the Vikings aren't doing well. The numbers aren't so good. So it, be be prepared for an inconsistent ebb and flow. <laughs> Well, I think this year should be pretty good. It should be, yeah. And, and of course, you know, it's just how it goes with uh, the fan base and everything. Obviously, you have a quarterback now, so that's what's really exciting. Well, it's nice to have a running back back. That's a that's another thing, too. <laughs> and before we jump into everything, I do apologize for the very, very long hiatus. This happens every frickin' year, so you're probably used to it by now, all, all of you out there. But for some of you that are maybe fairly new, because there have been some new likes been popping into the show. I don't know what's been causing it, but thank you and God bless you if you happen to be listening. Uh, but again, the reason for the hiatus, just working like crazy, lawn cleanups, and then of course it seems like the first month or two of mowing lawns is just unbelievably difficult. Oh, and by the way, I have another, I have like a regular full-time job besides that, so it gets kind of tough. So that's why it's been such a long wait once again, and I always want to get the show going, and then it's like, nah, I'm too tired. <laughs> hey, Joey, I can definitely explain that uh, that anomaly that's popping up with the likes. Uh-oh, what's that? It's what happens when you get a quarterback that's worth watching. It does make a huge difference, doesn't it? Or when the media is not insulting the living hell out of our team. Yeah, like it was kind of like that most of, <laughs> most of the last couple of years. Well, do you blame them? Somewhat. No, 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 I don't. <laughs> Only somewhat. <laughs> Yeah, and of course, Mr. Easily Correctable was easily corrected last year or, and uh, during the off season, as we already know about. That was Christian Ponder. He was no help to this show, no help, except for his great great game against the 49ers. That ended up being a wonderful uh, show back in 2012, but that was 2012, though. So, hmm. Hey, that was Alex Smith's last game, or last, you know, full game with the 49ers. Uh, isn't that something when you think about that? And then up they went, and... Had all their near misses with the uh, Super Bowl and all that, but uh, you know, it happens. It happens. Yep, it happens. Oh my. Mm-mm-mm. So, are you ready to hop on board into the NFL draft? Yes, we're late to the party, everyone. Yes, we're late, all but aboard. we got to talk about it. All aboard. Are you on board? Oh yeah. <laughs> Captain Sebastian is on board. I love it. So, who's this cornerback? From Michigan State that we kept talking about, I, I kind of forgot now. It's been so long. 
Yeah, I, I I remember talking about him back in December. God, I mean, jeez, <laughs> long hair, yep. wore number 15, now he's 26. I believe his name is Trey Waynes. That's correct. Got to gotta love that hair, though. Mm-hmm, pretty big, pretty, uh, yeah, it's huge. Uh, it seems like that's been a, it seems like a lot of the very successful cornerbacks, including ones that I hate with a passion, I think you feel the same, have a, have uh, kind of jumped on board the the long hair braided look. Hey, as long as his <laughs> mouth doesn't get as big as his head. Yeah, like Mr. Uh, Richard Sherman, Mr. Big Mouth over there. If Trey Waynes can... <laughs> boo, big time boo. If Mr. Trey Waynes can bring in some of that uh, ability with him, though, oh my. Oh my God, that would be really nice. That would be really, really nice. Could you imagine this? Like You have Rhodes clothes over there, and then you have Trey Waynes doing... Doing what he does? Oh, my goodness. Oh, and then, you know, Captain Munnerlin or whoever we put in the slot, hopefully not Josh Robinson. Yeah. yeah. Oh. <laughs> Working at that, too. Mm-hmm. That's you know, a, yeah. Protect the atoms of the world from Green Bay, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Without a doubt, because, yeah, and Josh Robinson, well, you know, his job status could be up in the air. Yeah, definitely. I mean... It's one of the people I've definitely got on the outs. Mm-hmm. He's in the he's in what what I would call the I can't even remember what I called it anymore the the yellow zone I think it was I believe yeah when it's like kind of a maybe red is like they're probably not going to make it I used to do that in the the training camp special I'd have every single player listed and I would just kind of go do you do you remember those <laughs> Yeah I, I think we should start to bring that back Joey I I hope so yeah got, hopefully got to go with what made this show famous. That was fun, and yeah, it's got to stop freaking raining. It's uh, yeah, <laughs> that's why I've been avoiding this show so much, and I do apologize again. I'm sure people are like, "This guy's not a very good, uh, it's not a very good podcast because they never, they never oh, upload it's, anything." It's <laughs> a super fantastic podcast. Nobody <laughs> thinks that. Gosh, I hope not. <laughs> stop being so modest. We know uh, we love our Brett Jacobsons and the Mark uh, Carlsons and the Dave Hickeys of the world. Oh yeah, that's a hall of that, that's a list of hall of famers right there. Gerald well, String, yep. Oh my God, we can't even forget that Sebastian Balls guy though. There is a Sebastian out there that was uh, he jumped on board uh, back in twenty well two thousand nine twenty ten ish. Yep, twenty ten. Yep, now he's a co-host. Oh jeez, gosh, start, he's starting his own show. I hear too. That son of a gun. He's trying to, trying to, trying to. No. <laughs> try to try to kill me no it's okay if hey at anything... least I, at least i'm on youtube and you're on U- itunes yeah like if anything we'll help each other out and that's that would be awesome actually so hey at least you have something to watch when he's not making videos <laughs> yep yeah exactly exactly oh. or if i'm not making podcasts yeah there you go you know there we go mm-hmm. so yeah ultimately trey waynes he is the guy we wanted by a by a mile me and sebastian both not to be speaking for you, I apologize, but oh yeah, yeah, we were all over this guy from the beginning. I never changed my opinion, so I was just like, yeah, there you go, cool, it worked out. Well, I think one thing with Trey Wayne's, I I believe he really is a perfect fit. Yeah, but I do not expect him to start, and I really, really hope nobody does, because yes, he's an above average type of corner. You know, he was a first round pick, but so is an Xavier Rhodes first round pick. Mm-hmm. But he grew into his part, and I know we got Terrence Newman, and I know we got Captain Munderland, and God forbid, I know we have Josh Robinson. Yeah. Yep. Let the kid grow. Yeah, just kind of let it grow in time, right? Let Definitely. Things, let his career grow, not calling him an it, sorry. 
Well, well, I think he'll still get play time, you know, against oh, yeah. Green Bay's of the world, you know, where they line up four wide sets, and then he'll have to come in. Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong on that. He'll get playing time. I just don't want to see him the number one and two right away. That might, yeah, it might be a, might and be if a he tough does, way to good, start things out. Yeah. Right, if he does, good for him, and I hope all the best. Mm-hmm. But I just don't think it would be the best for him. Yeah, it's a, it's a position that takes time to develop, so... It does. We've seen it. I don't even, yeah, I mean, it's been an awful long time since we took a cornerback in the first round. Usually we try with the second, third rounds, and for the longest time, well, okay, other than Xavier Rhodes, pardon me. Duh. Yeah. But Joey, I have a quick question. <laughs> yeah. Are we going to be facing Chris Cook this year, week one? Hmm, maybe. If, if he survives, yeah. If he survives, If no he doubt. survives training camp, yeah, or, or you know, preseason. I, I'm going to go look that up, see if he's on. On the uh, the Forty ers roster still. Mm-hmm. Chris Cook, of course, Forty ers That guy, the guy that often got uh, he got cooked by opposing quarterbacks on a very frequent basis, pun intended. Ooh, do you want some ice with that burn? Possibly. I, I think he might. I think he might. He's uh, he, uh, yeah, he was pretty bad, wasn't he? Oh, I I know he was starting for a little bit over in San Francisco, and I know with all their retirements, he might be playing multiple positions. Mm-hmm. Isn't that something? Yeah, that team just, ugh. Man, and I like them a lot, too. You like the team we're going to play week one? I used to. You know, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I, I liked them when we got eliminated, and there was a, you know, I, I needed somebody to cheer for in the postseason. <laughs> sure, sure. That's, that's kind of what I mean, basically. Because... Gotcha. I don't know. I hate Seattle, so why not cheer for their arch rival? That's true. That is very true. That's why I like Arizona. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I like them too. Except honey, for honey in two thousand five. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Or three, you mean, right? Whatever. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. I mean, I was still young at the time, but I remember that very vividly with Chris Hogan on the ground. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. <laughs> and the whole uh, yeah the her. <laughs> Yeah, we, we don't want to remember that one. The, the famous, no, yeah, by Paul Allen. We probably, yeah. We probably heard that one at nauseum, though. Oh, we digress. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> yep, so we, uh, second round pick overall. No, just kidding. Second round pick, pardon me, 13th in the second round, 45th overall, Eric Kendricks. Eric Kendricks out of UCLA. That sounds familiar, a linebacker out of UCLA. Yeah, definitely, mm-hmm. I, I love the pick by Eric Kendricks, and what's funny was I was listening to Mike Zimmer talk, and he said that Rick Spielman was the one who actually looked at Anthony Barr for so long, and then Eric Kendricks, you know, they were just looking at him like, okay, well, he was a perfect fit in that system, that type of thing. So, I mean, hey, if this works out, that'll be super fantastic. I hope they're actually dorm or uh, dorm roommates, whatever the heck you call it, up in Mankato. Yeah. That'd be pretty cool. That would be awesome, and there you go, some more chemistry. Hope. I mean, hopefully it hopefully it continues. Another linebacker out of UCLA. I, I guess you can't go wrong. Well, well, Joey, yeah. you gotta remember they were roommates back in college. Mm-hmm. So yeah, the chemistry should should be there. You, you got to think anyway. Well, Anthony Barr did call him right once he got drafted, and all Anthony Barr was doing was screaming over the phone. Mm, awesome. You gotta like that. Got, and, gotta love that. Mm-hmm. And this obviously does, again, like we say, it reeks of Mike Zimmer in a big way. You know, you, the defense is continuing to really take focus on this draft. I, I, I got to admit, though, I was getting a little bit scared after free agency when we did not pick up 
any middle linebackers, like not yeah. even one. Yeah, that was scary. So uh, luckily we were able to hopefully get it in the draft year. A lot of people are expecting Kendricks to start right away. And Mike Zimmer, I think, is too. But I also think even if he doesn't start right away, Adi Cole should play at least a decent role. Mm-hmm. Or they can kind of do that swip swap type of thing. Yeah, and I, I'd have no problem with that. And Adi Cole, and most of the time he was out there, he looked <laughs> he looked pro- uh, he looked productive at the very least. Oh, without a doubt. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean, love these, love both of these picks back to back. Without a doubt, the defense is just taking more and more strides forward, and we haven't even, uh, yeah, we we have a running back again. We have a quarterback that's continuing to develop. We haven't even talked about the new wide receiver. We'll throw that in in a little bit. A, a certain wide receiver. Obviously, it's old news to most people, but you know, they, we you haven't heard our opinions on it yet, have you? Huh? No. <laughs> Please say it's not Troy Williamson. Burn. Oh, probably not. Let's we, hope not. We hope it's not. <laughs> so into the third round, did the Vikings take a defensive player? I uh, think so. I believe so. It, that's the rumor. Uh, it's it's not Danielle, even though it looks like it. It's it's Danielle, right? Daniel. Daniel. Pardon me. I should have known better, and, and I had it, and I forgot. Yep. <laughs> I had it here, and I forgot that. Ah, oh, boy. A pretty big guy, obviously. Uh, defensive, well, big. He's very tall. A bit on the skinny side, though. 252 for a t- defensive end, but hey, he'll continue to fill up, I, I would hope. Round 3, pick 24, 88th overall out of LSU. Well, I think uh, one main thing that people don't understand, and most actually don't actually have heard mm-hmm. is the reason he came out so early you know because he came out one year early yeah, was because yeah. lsu was getting a whole new coaching staff so he said i don't want to relearn a new system for just one year mm-hmm. that's why he came out so yes is he going to be a project most definitely mm-hmm. but is he going to be at least a decent project because he can fill in for possibly a brian robinson in another year because his yeah. co- contract expires most definitely that would be great and you get that year this will be like his quote-unquote senior year in college, I suppose. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I would assume so. I mean, I'm sure he's still going to see a little bit of playing time, kind of like a, yeah. a Trey Waynes type of thing, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, and maybe slightly lesser, just, just because. But, yeah, yeah, he'll he'll get some playing time, without a doubt. And preseason, this is another kind of player that's going to be really fun to watch in the preseason, and that's that's why I value it. Well, I think you got to remember, Joey, this is Mike Zimmer we're talking about. Like, the Mike Zimmer. He likes rotating defensive players. He, oh, that, that's true. Yeah, that's very true. So we'll, Keep him fresh. Mm-hmm. We're not talking about Brad Childress when he kept Kevin Williams on the field for, like, all 90 downs. You know what I mean? Yeah, and that didn't, uh, that didn't help with his mileage, that's for sure. Most definitely not. Uh, like, 33 years old, and he's already like, eh, you know. Right. <laughs> Near retirement. Yep, that sucks. Way too, yeah. They, they, yeah. Childress and, and his defensive coordinators really wore out the uh, defensive players without a doubt. But yeah, I mean, keep them fresh. Getting that pass rush in there—that's fantastic. Well, I, I, think I love they, the focus. It, mm-hmm. I, I don't think they had the ability to add depth like we've got now. Mm-hmm. I mean, on the defensive line, you're looking at Scott Crichton, uh, Everson Griffin, Brian Robinson, Daniil Hunter. And then a couple, or at least one more, I know we're going to touch on a little bit later, but, I mean, you got to love what we're building here. you got, you know, Sharif Floyd in the middle, Linval Joseph in the middle. Mm-hmm. And then the other person we're going to touch on here in just a second can also play the middle. Like, what? Yeah. That's pretty crazy, isn't it? 
That's right. That is pretty crazy. It's just continuing to to develop. Yeah, where Hunter, I mean, some of the questions they had was, was like, I guess his, his past pass rush instincts are marginal, you know, because he hasn't learned to use his physical advantages to rush the quarterback more consistently. That's one of the one of the negatives that they're saying. But, again, that just comes with development, I hope. And, again, he needs to fill out physically a bit more, I suppose. Hmm. Yeah, Joey's a little too harsh, aren't I? Well, well, no, not at all. I think no, that's what it is. <laughs> well, I think this is the perfect system for him. You got to remember, Mike Zimmer redid the whole weight room last year. You know, he's got all different foods inside the cafeteria at the team's facilities, so mm-hmm. it should be the perfect opportunity for him to put on some meat. Look at Teddy Bridgewater; he put on some meat. Yeah, that's a very good thing, and it's only going to help him continue to develop. And should should help with Daniel. Uh, ah, Daniel, right? Daniil. Daniil Hunter, it should help. Yeah, and again, it just, you know, needs to continue to develop. He's very unlikely to start early, of course. Uh, so now the Vikings focus on the offensive line. The first offensive player taken for the Vikings in this draft in the fourth round, pick 11, 110th overall. TJ Clemens, uh, Clemings, pardon me. And apparently uh, just about every offensive player that we've taken in this draft they can either play guard or tackle, so more uh, more variety in that sense, more versatility. There's nothing wrong with that. Oh no, without a doubt. And you got to remember, Clemens had a 30 overall projection, so he is late first round possibility. Crazy. Slips into the fourth round. That means we pay him significantly less, yeah. which is good. Granted, we don't keep him as long, but we can definitely see what he's worth within that. Excuse me, period of time. Mm-hmm. Since sloppy Joe's. Yeah, no, it's okay. Yeah, it, yeah. I mean, I'm always happy when we take offensive linemen because you can never have enough of them. And of course, Matt Khalil. Well, I mean, we know what he is. He's a he's a talented guy, but he sounds like he's about as competitive as as a bag of marshmallows. I, I, I don't know. Just some guys have have that heart, and some guys don't. I I don't know what it is. That's what they say that he just doesn't care. He's more interested in having a drink after. You know, on Saturday night or every night, whatever night it is. Or fighting with a fan. Or, Ooh. yep, or tipping someone's hat off their head. Yeah, exactly. Well, well, I think one thing, too, with this <laughs> Clemens thing is it yeah. pushes Fusco over, which should yep. really help out because that means you put a reliable guard next to a kind of not-so-reliable tackle, mm-hmm. which should help him out. And I'm sure Fusco is going to teach him a couple things now that he's over there because he got to play with Lodholt for a little while on the other side. So yeah. we'll see how it goes. Yeah, hopefully this. Yeah, I mean, again, like like I'm saying, you know, how you could, you can never have too many offensive linemen as long as they're good enough to play in the league, create some competition, light a maybe light a fire under somebody if if that's humanly possible. Uh, we'll just have to wait and see with that. Would be great. Some people think some people even think this guy could be a starting uh, left, uh, yeah, starting left tackle someday. So who knows. That's the hope, right? That's the hope. Unless Matt Khalil does truly develop, and then Clemmings can play. Yeah, like you said, push, uh, move, move Fusco over. So we shall see how things develop there. Only make the depth better. Hey, it's only a win-win. Mm-hmm. Exactly, exactly. In the fifth round, uh, do we need another tight end? I, I guess so. But then again, maybe we don't have as many as I thought. <laughs> no, we do. Yeah, I suppose, especially with the yeah that problem, Mister <laughs> Kyle Ruder. Yeah, Mr. Rudolph can't seem to stay healthy, can he? Well, I mean, 
Mm. Every year comes its new challenges. We'll see what we got this year for him. Mm-hmm. Mike, that, was un- mm-hmm. that was unfortunate. It was, and it, it was extensive, too. So, is it is it pronounced Michael Pruitt? Michael Pruitt, tight end? Michael. Michael. Michael, Michael Pruitt. <laughs> fifth, fifth round, seventh in the fifth round, 143rd overall. It's a position that's been of depth, but should fit into Norv's plan. He's been inconsistent. Uh, they say that he has a lack of effort and competitiveness led to uh, where he's wound up being drafted despite uh, having a lot of talent. So basically, a lot of talent, but yeah, effort in question, unfortunately, and consistency in question. Well, I think Hmm. that it screams a good fifth-round pick then, because if he's got the talent, which would project him to be second or third, Mm -hmm. then he's drafted the fifth, then I'm okay with it, because... I mean, look at what we got now. I'm not hating by any means. I love Chase Ford. I love him. I love him. I love him. And Madden, I'd switch him to a wide receiver after this happy mm-hmm. the updated rosters and whatever. Mm-hmm. But on the other hand, we can always use new weapons. And if he ends up being a versatile weapon that North Turner can mold and create and to turn into something great, then who are we to hate? <laughs> that was good. That was a nice how it kind of kept rhyming in there. But, no, uh, I do agree. This is a coaching staff that won't settle for that kind of nonsense, and i got to think they will definitely um, get get Pruitt to play to the level that he's capable of. And if they do, that's a hell of a pick in the fifth round. But I might sound overly optimistic, but at the same time, why not be optimistic? This is a coaching staff that's proven, and uh, last season was definitely – a sign of that, I would have to say. It was, it, was a, it was a good step in the right direction. Yep, good step in the right direction, exactly. Like, not like not a leap, but it was a step, yes. Without a doubt. So, sixth round. It's a, it's a, leap, mm-hmm. when, it's a leap when you don't have Adrian. Yeah, that was quite a leap, wasn't it? <laughs> when you think about that, that was... You'd have thought the Vikings had finished 4-12 and 12 again when, when that happened, but... No. That's what everyone was screaming for. Mm-hmm. And it really looked like that after Castle threw four picks against New England. Oh, my God. That was a hell of a game, wasn't it? It was the beginning of a championship run. Yeah, I was at that game. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And I remember holding the Teddy. Uh, no, that wasn't the one. Not the Teddy one. That was later, right? What am yep. I talking about, Teddy? Well, everyone, I, I was there. Everyone was chanting Teddy, Teddy after the interceptions. They wanted them in. That's right. Mm-hmm. Might as well. I mean, get some garbage time. Come on now. Yeah. <laughs> but it ended up working. We know how it all went down. The rest is history, as they say. Yep. A very positive turn in, for, in the right direction again. So, this is an interesting. It's a fairly interesting pick. Granted, you could say all these are. Uh, just a couple picks later, just literally three picks later, the Vikings in the ten, with a 10th pick in the fifth round, 146th overall, they take a slot receiver in Stefan Diggs. What? What? I I miss that old bit that you used to have on there. Oh, what? Yeah, I really want it back. It's I'm staring at where it is right now. Do you hear this sound? Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. The, that's the sound of a desktop computer, and it, <laughs> it's uh, it's in there. It just uh, it's yeah, it's. <laughs> uh, hey, hey, it's okay. It's okay, Joy. It'll be back, and when it is back, it's going to be wonderful because it'll be a. Uh, four terabyte hard drive situation well two 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 terabyte hard drives so that'll be a lot better than what i've been using before almost definitely I just but to get it put together yeah yep i i think one thing with Diggs is we digress here mm-hmm. yep is 
Here's my theory. Mm-hmm. He's going to end up costing two people, both Minnesota natives, jobs. That's the crappy part, yeah. I'll let you continue, Phil. Yeah, thank you very much. Mm-hmm. Marcus Sherrills and Adam Thielen, I love them to death. They're both from here. I'm all about having Minnesota-grown players. I, I love Thielen. He you know, is, went to the school uh, that I'm literally 30 miles away from, which is about a minute and a mile, so about 30 minutes away, which is actually pretty nice. Um, but, you know, mm-hmm. hey, mm-hmm. it's going to end up costing him jobs. He's a wide receiver spot. He's a kick returner spot. Yeah, that's the thing. So Stefan Diggs ultimately could uh, be the be the punt returner, huh? He could, yes. And he could be that wide receiver that, you know, we're not going to cut a, a, a pick. Yeah. I, I said this in my show. We're not going to cut picks, so we're going to keep these guys, and it's mm-hmm. end up going to cost other people jobs. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, that's how it goes sometimes. And ultimately, if he's skilled enough to be a, a good slot receiver, that's nice. It could hurt. Uh, it could be kind of a battle between him and uh, Jarius Wright as well. I would think, you know, because those underside slot receiver type guys, I suppose. Yeah, I I know you don't want to hear this, Joey, mm-hmm. <laughs> but, I, but I definitely, if we think that Thielen could be really good on the special teams and, you know, could finally work his way up into wide receiver, which he showed late last year that he probably could. Yes, he did. I, mm-hmm. I, I can see Jarius Wright going on the trade block. It's possible. Um, it's possible, and... To go, we definitely have depth, and un, unless a certain other player is so disappointing, they finally have enough of him. But I'm guessing they're not going to do that right now. It's, that would kind of lead to possible job loss for, for somebody. Right. <laughs> and that being Cordero Patterson, yeah, right. And and I think he's made enough strides for now. I hope so. Yeah. Well, I think everybody who bleeds purple and gold hopes so for that sake yeah. of a first round pick. Yes, because and 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 what it cost to get that that pick too, <laughs> it cost a lot to get that pick that led to Cordero Patterson. Mm, helped them build up some uh, depth in the secondary over there in New England, and it, well, unfortunately, kind of temporary now for them. But at least they got one thing that teams strive for. That's a, that's a ring. I, I thought that was part of the Seattle trade. No, it, it, it was. Oh yeah, it was the Patriots. The Seattle. Tra- oh, was it? I think that getting... was the pick from Percy. I'm getting oh uh, the picks, the picks led to more led, the picks from Seattle led to the picks going to okay, New England. Okay, so, so we it's double. so we traded up. Okay. It's double, yeah. It's like a double complicated type of thing where getting Definitely. extra yeah extra picks from Seattle okay. helped helped lead to build a package to trade with uh, New England, which is very complicated. But there it is. <laughs> so so it's kind of like draft day, the movie. Yes. Yep. <laughs> And if the player doesn't work out, it's a bad movie, damn it. <laughs> no doubt. I kind of wish they would make that movie go a little bit longer, but mm-hmm. good stuff. Yeah, yeah, we shall see. So, I mean, a, a nice pick, but a, yeah, again, a pick that complicates things. A possible position of extreme depth all of a sudden, especially if Cordero Patterson kind of gets at least to a point of a third receiver. We'll see. It is a position of depth, I would have to say, believe it or not. Hmm. So now we slide into the depth, the dark catacombs of the draft. Oh, yeah. That's called the seventh round, where generally you get special. Well, not quite yet. Pardon me. One more. One more. Pardon me. <laughs> One more offensive lineman, Tyrus Thompson, in the sixth round. Pick number nine. Tyrus Thompson. Yeah, I got ahead of myself because I thought Diggs was sixth round. He's fifth round, so you're definitely not cutting that. I, unless he's the biggest bust ever, like uh, 
Uh, Nate Triplett was a couple of years back, I believe. Linebacker from Minnesota Gophers, fifth-round pick. Didn't survive the first preseason. Ouch. <sighs> but I digress. Back to Tyrus Thompson, double-T offensive <laughs> lineman, who, again, can play both uh, tackle and guard. Apparently, right? <laughs> this is whole. This is my whole uh, thing towards that. Mm. Eh. Yeah, eh. Yeah, but I mean, hopefully he's a yeah he's a depth pick, maybe a uh, special teams. I mean, getting into the sixth round, sometimes it works out. You get the Matt Burks, you got the uh, you got the uh, John Sullivan's out of there. Of course, both of those guys were centers, which are really rare. Uh, but who knows? Uh, they say he flashes NFL size and NFL potential, but doesn't play with the same consistency or effort that NFL scouts want to see from him. Uh, Yep, they say, yeah, we're just going to have to wait and see where how he turns out. Again, a sixth-round pick in the – for a, a sixth-round offensive lineman, we'll, we'll see. It's just kind of a hit-or-miss situation. Again, as we continue to drop into the catacombs, sixth round, again, defensive lineman, B.J. Dubose. Dubose. <laughs> Dubose, pardon me. I am in big trouble. The bows. The Yep. Uh, seems like he would fit really well in a 3-4, but this is more of a 4-3, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, but he is a Louisville product, and mm-hmm. I, I can't say too much bad against him just because, just kind of like the Thompson pick, mm-hmm. it's, a, it's a depth thing, and yeah. I, I think if he can, well, it does say he can play a defensive tackle and outside line or outside linemen so i mean yep more power to him yep defensive tackle defensive end yep so again yeah i mean he's just kind of a again another wait and see that's usually what these are one i kind of like a little bit is this austin shepherd though really seems like he might be a nice sleeper a bit maybe i mean i know it's kind of random out there because it's the the catacombs of the seventh round but uh adi cole came in the seventh round uh, Shepard, again, can play both tackle and guard, as they like to say. Seems like you, you hear it on all of it. Uh, right right tackle and right guard. Uh, extremely hardworking and smart to a point that not only can he be a backup in the league, but he might even earn his way to a starter's role because of how hard he works. So, who knows? I mean, I know that's, again, more random talk. You never know what to say with those. This, this is essentially how I view this part of the draft. Mm-hmm. We have five weeks in the preseason. Yeah. <laughs> we, we get to evaluate them just a little bit more now. And that's fantastic. I think for the coaches, it's fantastic. For us, it's just going to be nice to see the starters out on the field for the first couple drives. And, I mean, don't get me wrong. I love watching the backups out there. You know, last year we mm-hmm. got to see Teddy. This year we get to see Heineke. Yep. I mean, I, I don't have any hate against it. I go to the preseason games, so... Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's fun to see these guys compete. You know, once in a while you get a nice sleeper pop up. Like, I still remember back in 98 watching, I was like, this, you know, the Matt Burke. I was intrigued by him, like, because they kept talking about how he's, how he's from Minnesota. And will he, will the Vikings, uh, like, will he get drafted tonight? And then the Vikings took him. And then he was this wild, this wild card to make the team and everything. And he just, every time I saw him out there, he was always, I mean, he was holding, holding his own. And then he ended up being a pretty good player, maybe... Austin Shepard could be a guy like that. Who knows? I know that's pretty much what most of these seventh-round type players are. Ed, Edmund Robinson, also seventh-round, seventh-round, 15th pick. 
232nd overall. Again, uh, special, special teams, hopefully for him. That's about what I would say. He is the Vikings version of Mr. Irrelevant, as they like to say. The final pick in the draft for the Vikings. We'll see. Special teams is usually where these guys try to get started to make a living. And sometimes even the uh, practice squad, sometimes it ends up being that way the first year or so and go from there. Well, you got to remember both uh, Adam Thielen and Marcus Sherrill's guy that we guys that we just touched on. Yep. Their their first years, they went onto the practice squad. Yep. And yep. especially Marcus Sherrill's, every single year we're like he's going to be gone, but mm-hmm, mm-hmm. he manages to stay around. But I did see this on a local Vikings fan page. I got into a minor discussion about uh, Marcus Sherrill's today. They said, well, he's going to stay around again. He just, he just, just Minnesota product. And I said, mm-hmm. but beforehand we didn't have the corners that could. We could be like, okay, well, we're comfortable playing four guys, even if it by God means it means Josh Robinson. Mm-hmm. But you know, but we still have Jabari Price. You gotta remember that. Yeah. And then we got um, we drafted another guy last year, and I can't remember his name. Maybe he's not on the team. That's oh, why I'm forgetting yeah. it. Yeah, sometimes the seventh rounders they either don't make it or they go at the practice squad, or you try to get them to the practice squad and somebody else claims them. So Danny Amendola type. Yep, <laughs> it does happen. Um, yeah, I mean, it's all just a wait and see, and, and I remember that very well. Remember how I kept talking about Marcus Sherrill's back then? I do. <laughs> yeah, I kept talking about it. Oh, did he make it this year? Oh, he survived. He survived. Congratulations. He survived, and oh, my God, he made it. He's going to play Sundays. been two years of the practice, barely making the practice squad, and then making it on Sundays, and then getting playing time. It was pretty cool. So it was it, it was a nice uh, nice little story to follow. I remember going into that Cleveland game the last year of the Dome, and Marcus Sherrills was out there most of the time playing the number two corner spot. Mm. That was terrifying. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, his coverage wasn't so good, was it? That was the one thing. That's what kept him out of uh, making it to Sundays the first couple of years was his coverage, and then his special teams definitely earned him a living for at least for a while there. Whatever gets you some money. Yeah, because... You got to think a guy like you know making that four hundred thousand or whatever. If you're even fairly smart with your money, you're ready to roll. Oh, it's much more than that now, Joey. Mm-hmm. Or better, it'd be at eight hundred, right? Yeah, uh, I think right now it's seven hundred fifty. I think. Mm-hmm. Someone look that up and tell me. Y'all are very smart. Y'all can use computers. Yeah, damn it. You're you're welcome to post on the Purple Mafia page. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> And you know where to find me on YouTube. Yep, yep, there you go. The, the purple press box, correct? That is correct. Joey, if you get it wrong, that's it. <laughs> so there, there's the draft. Uh, definitely a focus on defense early. In fact, huge focus. It just spells Zimmer, 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 Zimmer. And then, of course, you get the you get the wide receiver and digs and, uh, yeah, some offensive linemen. Wild cards, dark horses, whatever you want to say. Defensive ends, meat and potatoes. Dare I call this 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 draft? Uh, very meat and potatoes. It's very. It wasn't a lot of games. You know, we, obviously we trade around, got ten picks, mm-hmm. but not yeah. us. Not. I mean, I think the only pick that I was truly surprised at. Mm-hmm. And I was kind of like, "Are you kidding me?" Was the Michael Pruitt? I hated this pick at first. I could not stand it. I was <laughs> pissed. Mm-hmm. But I've really come around to where, like, okay, where we can use him this way, this way, and this way. And don't get me wrong. We have a pass-catching fullback now. You know how nice that's going to be, Joey? It's going to be awesome. 
That's right, but that does help, yeah. Most definitely. I mean, we're going to get a lot of different looks out of uh, Norv Turner the second year, hopefully. Mm-hmm. It's going to be awesome. And from um, what I hear, yeah, I mean, it's going to, yeah, I mean, the creativity, the experience, all that. Norv Turner is definitely not the kind of guy who, yeah, he's not the kind of guy you would say is, isn't creative with offense and uh, very, very balanced with his offense. Um, also to note really quickly, the NFL minimum salary for 2015 to this point, still is 435k. No way. You're like that's not true, Joe. No way. It's possible. Yep. Oh yeah, at least that's what I'm. That's what I'm getting at this point. So if I'm wrong, I do apologize deeply. But that, that's what I have right now. Oh, no, you're we'll probably see. right, but that's crazy. <laughs> I thought it was much higher than that. I thought it was closer to a million. This isn't the NBA with their giant, giant thing going up. Because <laughs> yeah, this the is, massive this is contract. too like the NBA. Hmm. I said, this is too like the NBA. You think it should be because of the, yeah, their television contract. You can't even imagine how much that is, so. Mm. Well, I mean, you got players like Odell Beckham Jr. after one good year. Oh, yeah, we should be getting play, paid more. Mm-hmm. That's pretty ridiculous. Oh, if we had a rookie that said that, I'd go personally hit him. Mm-hmm. Too quick. Too early, too quick. So a player that uh, people wanted to personally hit, uh, at least a lot of people did, I'm not included just because I'm just me, I guess. I don't know. You know, I'm not like a Bobo necessarily for the running back, but <laughs> the running back, right? But at the same time, um, yeah, I wasn't too pleased with how a lot of, it just, a lot of people kind of went pitchfork on him. And you're not included in this, what I'm about to say, but I think some people out there were grandstanding it way too much. Oh, oh I'm going to burn his jerseys and burn burn my leather jackets and all their hats and all my, or, you know, all my Adrian Peterson stuff. I think that's, that's just grandstanding. And, and if you did burn it, good for you. You just, you know, tell me again what that accomplishes. Right. Well, I, I think, it, <laughs> you know, I, yeah, mm-hmm. most definitely. And I got to give you great aplomb for not putting too much personal opinion through all these episodes and your yes. Facebook posts. You, you're the only person that I know that has a mainstream show that didn't put all their straight emotion into it. I'm sure every single viewer here can, you know, appreciate that too, because it's been shoved down our throats by the national media, nonetheless. The social, you know, the the local, the local, local, but unbelievable. Yeah, local's bad. See, see, but I think with most of the fans, and if I'm getting this right, I really hope so. But from all the fan pages I'm a part of, is we weren't as pissed off about him abusing the kid. Because, I mean, we, we got over that pretty darn quick. That was over by, like, week four. Mm-hmm. It, it was for most people, anyway. Right, for, like, I think it was a good 75%. I think it was more or less uh, the fact that he didn't want to come back to Minnesota right away. Mm-hmm. And that, that yeah. he kind of was like, well, you know, I don't know. I'm kind of <laughs> blame the team type thing. <laughs> or at least that's how Ben Dogger made it sound. Mm-hmm. Now, that's what happens when you have a POS agent. Don't get me wrong. <sighs> Yeah, God Almighty. But at the same time, I think personally as a Minnesota fan, from what I'm gathering around, is that is the general consensus is when you have, you know, your franchise player, you know, someone that's been on your team for years and helped you get to the NFC Championship game, now that's Brett Favre, Mm -hmm. say that. You kind of get taken back a little bit. Mm -hmm. It didn't help, and... I was kind of quietly confident about it the whole time. That's a, I was just 
you could kind of sense that, couldn't you? I just kind of sat back and didn't say anything, did I? <laughs> I played this like poker, and it's because it's like, you know, the Vikings hold the cards, and they were just playing poker, and they did handle it perfectly. The Vikings handled it perfectly, didn't they, though? They just kind of let him come. Mostly. Mostly, yeah. except the press conference when they, yeah, that really early on, sure, but the, when everybody's like, why are you reinstating him? You know, that was... Uh, then again, that's old news. But uh, yeah, and I don't like to, I don't like to flood people with the same stuff you're hearing on every bleeping podcast, every bleep bleeping uh, local show, national show. Yeah. That's why I see that, that's just not who I am. I always go the other way. Right. That's what Pearl Mafia is. That's what Paladino Joey is. If if this was Timberwolves explosion and uh, uh, I'm trying to think of well, uh, Kevin Garnett or somebody did something similar and you were hearing about it every day, I would probably be pretty quiet about it. Right. I, I think, you know, I know personally with my show, all I said is he's going to be back. Yeah. Before yeah. he came back, I said he's going to be mm-hmm. back. And not because Minnesota held all the cards, but because he wanted the money. Yeah. And yeah. he's complaining about a non-guaranteed contract. That's Dude, a thing, yeah. your motherfucking Adrian Peterson, <laughs> you're yeah. going to go out there and tear up the defense. I don't care who you're playing. Mm-hmm. You're going to get that money because all yeah. your money is incentives. Yep. Yeah, like barring injury, the odds were are very high that he's gonna he's gonna at least have a very productive season. And you went as far, I remember, on your show that he could have up to eighteen hundred yards. Yeah, I, I guess he made it about eighteen hundred yards. <laughs> yep, like like that would be obviously the ceiling, right? The very very high end. <laughs> well, most definitely. Well, I mean, you gotta remember in twenty twelve yep. yep. we had Christian Ponder. Now, Christian Ponder didn't throw the ball very well and not very much, so we <laughs> handed it off to him a lot more. Now, that is the absolute ceiling. I'd say give it about 1,500 would be about his average right there, you know. But you got to also remember, he's going to become a lot more uh, balanced, as North Turner said. I think the quote was balanced running back, which means yeah. he's probably going to use in the pass game, the block game, the screen game, you name it. Mm. So I might, at the end of the year, just total all those yards up together because it is North Turner's offense. Mm, so the eighteen hundred would be would be total yards. Oh mm. God, yeah, I'd say that yeah, would receiving, be e- yeah. easy, easy eighteen hundred if it's total. Yeah, and it'd be nice to see his receiving uh, numbers go up. That's been we've been waiting on that for most of his career. His first uh, his first receiving touchdown was the very first play of his career. That was kind of funny because considering how. I was just uh, about to say that. Yeah, yeah, like considering how minimized it was over the course of his career, his, his receiving overall. Though I'd probably rather see them throw to him than Matt Asiata, even though yep. Asiata made some nice catches and, and all that, but he, the ones he didn't catch ended up being disasters. Hmm. Yeah. Disasters. Well, you got to remember that first, that first ever touchdown by Peterson, that was not the prettiest catch in the world either. Nope. <laughs> Good God. No, it wasn't. It was, oh, okay, here we go. All right. Gone touchdown. All right. Oh, okay, that worked out. Well, we got used to seeing that, and I think one thing that I really wanted to see, you know, I've been <laughs> following the Vikings website extensively just on Adrian Peterson, not because I'm a back on the bandwagon or any of that. I want to see how his legs are. Mm. Now he is making precision cuts, and don't get me wrong, there's no pads on, but you can just get a feel for how somebody is going to play just for. Excuse me, those sloppy joes. Ah. For for how well they're able to cut and how well they're able to roll their ankles and you know keep going and he looks like the same old Adrian Peterson. That's the good part, isn't it? But Tom Johnson, 
Tom Johnson, on the other hand, when he was working out with him in the offseason, said he he's the meanest-looking running back he's ever seen work out. So if we can get that Adrian Peterson week one on Monday Night Football, mm-hmm. tearing up San Francisco, oh, my God. Yeah, and you know when you think about it, what happened last time he missed extensive time? He worked out like a madman, and he had a 2,000-yard season. Not, not saying he's going to do that quite again, but, I, yeah, that 1,800, I wouldn't be surprised to see him get uh, anywhere from 12 to... 1500 yards this year uh rushing rushing not not including okay. receiving yeah, yeah okay. i would i would not be surprised because yeah i mean he'll he'll be healthy without a doubt yeah uh, he'll be older but eh, he'll be healthy uh no miles put on last year except for that uh, st louis game which was semi shaky uh, 80 82 yards still yeah it's still over a thousand if you average that out every game you still get about 1100 or more so not bad well, definitely, and you also got to remember, throughout Adrian's career, he's never been good week one. That's true, isn't it? In, never. Maybe the Cleveland one was good. That's it. Cleveland oh nine. Okay, yup. That that just once, but, yeah. <laughs> that that wasn't even a great game though. He had like two or three good runs. Yeah. But I mean, that was really about it. Yeah, it was mostly just the fact he got into the end zone three times. There's my right. creepy. There's my creepy memory right there. It's like yeah. it's creepy, yeah. Because I remember, I remember how it's like, wow, Adrian's like reminding us he's he's the the up, up and coming star of the team and all that good stuff. Even though they got number four over there playing his first Viking regular season game. Well, his first ever touchdown was to Percy Harvin. That was cool, wasn't it? A, a rookie, yeah. That's right. Rookie for his first receiving touchdown of his career, coming from the legend. Ah, reminiscing is fun, isn't it? Hey, we're about to have another fun season, though. I think so. Yep, and then hopefully the hopefully the fan base grows this year. That would be nice. Hopefully for every single Vikings podcast out there. So mm-hmm. I mean, even yeah. even if even if they're big bandwagons, yeah. cut them along and 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 develop the diehard type fanness. Mm-hmm. And then just stick around. Stick That's around right. This time. That's right. We got Teddy Bridgewater. Mm-hmm. That's what one other thing I'll say. Really super duper quick. I, I was saying this in the background. I don't know if I said this with you, maybe? Or hey. no, no, it was at work, I think. I was going to. But, yeah, I'll say this real quick, and then we wrap up this segment, hop mm-hmm. into fan interaction, and, and call it a night, I suppose. <laughs> well, um, I'll, I'll uh, say one thing right after. Yeah. yeah. Okay, I'll, uh, I'll, should I jump in then? Uh, yeah, just go with your ear, Sam. Okay, so in a way, in a way, it's kind of, this is the dorkiest comparison ever. Somebody's going to laugh. Somebody's going to say, okay. And other people will be like, oh, yeah, definitely. So it'll be all over the place, basically. In a way, it's similar to 2009 in a strange, goofy way because you have a young, up-and-coming, extremely important player who is becoming like the franchise player. That's Teddy Bridgewater. In 2009, you had a young, up-and-coming player who was the franchise player named Adrian Peterson. And you had a, a, a legendary player come in at a position that was of huge need named Brett Favre in 2009, and now in 2015 you have a legendary player. Not quite as legendary as Favre yet because numbers didn't quite get it high enough because of missed time. And his name is Adrian Peterson at a running back position where you had all respect to them, but they were backups at this point of their careers. Uh, He's replacing them as a superstar running back again, so at at an older age. Hmm. Goofy comparison? Uh, I mean, Peterson was a rookie in 07. Mm-hmm. He set 
the single game rushing record in 07. He tore up the yeah. Bears in Lamp or in Soldier Field in 07. Mm, yeah. <laughs> so not quite, right? <laughs> not quite. Yeah, I mean, I understand how Bridgewater isn't a superstar like Peterson was. I do understand that part. But it's the up-and-coming side of it that I would say is right. comparing. Right, but we can also do it this way. P- or, uh, Teddy had four comeback or come-from-behind wins last year, so, you know, that helps. Mm-hmm. He had, you know, 13 uh, touchdowns or 12, 13 touchdowns, which is nice. Uh, 70 uh, pass completion percentage in his last four or five games. He had the third-best rookie Completion percentage was 63 of all time behind RG3 and Big Ben. Damn. So, mm. so yeah, most definitely. Mm. So I mean, you, you can really go both ways when it comes to that. But yeah. you got to look back on the 09 Vikings. It was a win now situation. You had so many old players to where with this year, yes, I mean it's going to suck because if we don't win the Super Bowl, we always want to win the Super Bowl. Yes. But I think there's <laughs> still going to be a lot of optimistic fans if we progress. Let's say we get into the wild card or divisional round and then we get knocked out. Granted, that will be despairingly depressing for the short period of time, but it will show growth. And then we go into our new stadium. <laughs> and if we keep growing, oh my fucking goodness, I can't even believe it. Yeah. You know how true. cool that would be to host a playoff game? The first yeah. set thing is open. And I think the odds of that are very high, actually. If if uh, things continue the way they are, the odds are very high. Very, that, that, very that's high. Always, that's always the yeah. Yeah, and yeah, it was a bad comparison. <laughs> I guess it's just the older star player coming back and uh, joining a young up-and-comer. <laughs> I guess that's the only part of the comparison. But yeah, because uh, very, very good point. Um, yeah, because that was a win now, a win or... Win and it's win now or lose, and either way, in the next year or two, it's going to get blown up. In this case, it's not going to get blown up in the next two years, barring something really stupid. But we'll, we won't go there. I I pray to God. Well, let's knock on wood, some wood quick. Here we go. Yeah, knock on there wood. There we go. There we go. Yeah, yeah, barring something really stupid going on. There I go again. Uh, this there's no way this gets blown up anytime soon. It's a huge plan that's uh, in place. And that's really good to know. I, I'm getting tired of the one and dones. It's been the story of the Vikings forever and ever and ever and ever, and it's finally over. <gasps> I, I got the perfect saying for this. Mm-hmm. The franchise and the future are finally together. Finally. Yep. Isn't that cool? There we go. Rather than hey. just the franchise and that's it. <laughs> that's right. Well, right before we go to this break, mm-hmm. I'm going to leave everybody with this little tidbit. 55 days from the time we're recording till live Minnesota Vikings football. We will end this segment and we will return very quickly for some fan interaction right after this. shop on Amazon? Did you know that you can support this podcast just by doing your normal shopping on Amazon? It's really easy to do. Just go to thesportstuff.com and click on one of the many Amazon pictures. Do your normal shopping and Amazon sees that we referred you and they give us a percentage. We'd like to thank you in advance for supporting thesportstuff.com and please use our Amazon link. Now enjoy the rest of the show. 
are back here on Purple Mafia, segment number two. It's two segments because obviously there's no like games being played right now, much to some people's chagrin out there. In fact, most people, I would think. So we're down to two segments for the off-season shows. That means it's time for some fan interaction. Oh, yeah. Oh, so, yeah. Oh, yeah. Twix, right? <laughs> no. Uh, let's continue off like I normally do. I'm probably going to be choosy with some of this, and it's nothing against anybody. I'm going to try to get to as many as possible, but being it's been, you know, like eons since the last show, like three months. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. It can't be, can it? I don't know. I guess it has been that long. Yeah, it has. Holy crap. But um, since it's been that long, I probably can't get to everything because I'm not sure everybody wants to hear an hour of fan interaction, <laughs> even though it's even though it's fun, especially when you get your shout-outs. But anyhow, for the sake of time, let's get to it right now. Let's see what people had to say about episode 193. Oh, there's a lot on here, but, eh, okay. Mark's saying, great show, but, oh, that name, <laughs> CP better not end, and to be a big-headed, vanity-chasing, self-centered, you-know-it-all, like Dion. Yep, and he said how he enjoyed the show very much. Mark from Iowa, thank you. Thank you very much, Mark. He said it was very fun to listen to. Matthew Kyle saying he loved it. Don't agree with your guest, uh, guest host opinions of Jeff Locke being the biggest disappointment, though. Far worse concerns than our bunting unit. Mm-hmm. What? That that's crap. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Explain his twenty yard punt, son. Oh, it's funny. Oh. Privately message me. <laughs> um. Yep. Yeah. Oh, do you do you, uh? Are you friends with with uh, Matthew Kyle on there? Oh, I'll add him right now. Oh, good. Okay. Yeah. Hopefully you add up. Yeah, that'd be nice. <laughs> Gerald String. Gerald String. Saying, caught the show this week on the road. You two are a natural duo. Lots of great takes. And really like what Sebastian brings to the show. I will try to catch his YouTube shows. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Isn't that cool? Yep. I tend. Yep. And I think at the time he was talking about the uh, motivational. And now he has Viking shows, too, on there. By oh, the my way. God. Yep. Um, he says, I tend to agree with, with uh, Sebastian on lock. So, different opinion there. Never... Never thought much about that, but consistent field position performance can have huge effects on outcome of games, and when you look at how many games we should have won, or we're within three points, special teams can be a big difference maker. Yeah, that's very true. He was saying always, MVP goes to Anthony Barr. I uh, thought the defense kind of went according to how well he played, and the D dropped off significantly without him. He is only going to get better, and defense wins championships. Nice thought there. That that is my guy. That is the Sebastian approved gold star of the show. Yeah, yeah. I, that's <laughs> he's he's in the favorites right now. Yeah, and I I like that. Yep. Yeah, he's yeah, probably going to be in the uh, postseason awards too, if you know what I mean. Yep. <laughs> Mark Carlson saying Gerald String is right. I had the same experience, same thought. Natural duo. I am not kidding. Gerald, uh, Gerald coming back saying, "Dang, I watched one of Sebastian's YouTube clips, thinking I was doing." Going to watch a Vikings show. He's a great motivational speaker. Very cool. Tell him to recheck it out. <laughs> and now there is Viking show as well. Yes. Yep. Uh, yeah, now the trade-off of... Here we go. Oh, my God. There's so much thing. Whew. Yeah, I'm going to, again, try to make it a little quicker as I can. But, yeah, I'll get Dave Hickey and Josh Mayer, Henry on there, and Malcolm. Um, the trade-off of Mike Wallace for Greg Jennings. And, yes, I do, uh, Mike Wallace was not signed yet. Right, he was signed right after episode 193, so I do apologize for that. Mike Wallace's addition to the show or to the team, excuse me, does uh, 
I think it's a nice addition without a doubt bringing speed and ability and all that inconsistency blah 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 so I'm, I'm happy with the addition though I think he can be a, an upgrade from Greg Jennings yeah, hopefully his personality isn't a, a problem though can, can I quickly say something yeah yep. this is to all the haters out there that just want to be just haters for haters uh oh Mike Wallace is nine of his ten touchdowns last year we're inside the red zone so please don't call him just a one-trick pony is he better at one trick than many others but yes that's how you need to be in life so he can play everywhere on the field just 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 mm-hmm. I, I i've been hearing that ever since we got him i'm I, sorry i just had to get that out there mm-hmm. and good thoughts good thoughts i i agree i agree on that one so we'll see what happens josh mayor henry saying i like it i myself like it wallace is a few years younger and has that down the field speed that the team is lacking right now. Mm-hmm. That is true. Yeah, very much so. I, I definitely agree. He says we, uh, yep, we have a good deal. Dave Hickey saying Wallace does have better speed than Jennings, but that's it. Uh oh. <laughs> says Jennings was a true professional. Yep, so basically he really liked him. He uh, caught almost everything thrown at him. Had a had a down year. Everybody did because the O line couldn't protect our quarterback for shit. So nobody had time to get open, and we had a rookie quarterback. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I well, well, I to think I I can agree with that to the most part. I think he he the only thing he really does have on Jennings is speed. But let's look at it. Mm-hmm. What, that's what you kind of need to get open in this league. I mean, unless if you're a Larry Fitzgerald, you need speed. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, you don't you don't see too many you know wide receivers that are doing really well without any speed. Yeah, and as long as he can catch too, <laughs> and 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 he can too. Oh, yeah, he can catch without a doubt. Yeah, I mean, he's not a yeah. He should be an upgrade, I think. Even though Jennings' personality really good, and Jennings is a good player, a very good player. And it's funny how ultimately Greg Jennings did wind up in Miami of all places. Right, right. He's kind of funny. It's ironic. And good luck to him. I have no ill will towards Greg Jennings. No ill will. Even though it started out poorly, but then again, Ponder was no help in that category. (laughs) Malcolm says he agrees with Dave. This is Malcolm McSween out of California. He says, uh, and Dave Hickey's out of uh, Iowa. He says, uh, also Jennings had Ponder, Castle, then a rookie quarterback as, uh, a rookie Teddy as a quarterback I think it would have been wise to keep a vet like him to have a second year with Teddy. Not too happy about it, but we'll see what happens. Skull. Mm-hmm. All right, on to Gerald. He says, I I haven't seen what they had to pay Wallace, but I'm guessing significantly less than Jennings. I agree with Dave Hickey on his takes, but still thinks Jennings' contract was just a little bit over the top, and honestly, both of them are probably getting too many miles for the big-time money. But... Wallace likely has a little more left in the tank. So, yeah. It's similar. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, uh, the money is pretty close, and I do think Jennings was slightly overpaid, yes. Yeah, but you've got to remember, it's not all about production. It's about leadership and teamwork, and I think once you look at that, we definitely got our money's worth because he's able to contribute to Teddy Bridgewater. Mm -hmm. So, I mean... In about 10 years, you know, when they're doing a documentary on Teddy's great career so far, he can look back to his rookie year and say, oh, thanks to Greg Jennings, yada, yada, yada. Yeah, he'll be, he'll be, he'll be somebody that'll be mentioned in Teddy's uh, biography years later, or, you know. 
Hopefully. I, I got to think so. I, I got to think. Um, yeah. I liked what Jennings did bring, and he was helpful. But hopefully Wallace is more high-end and more, uh, yeah, more brings a little more star power to the Minnesota Vikings offense that we've, uh, we haven't had for a while. Mm, yeah, but we were teased by Michael Johnson two years in a row. He chose the, the Bengals over the Vikings. Oh, well, I suppose. He didn't really have a good time in Tampa Bay, did he? Ah, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, what did Carl... Where where is it? Oh yeah, Carl. Let's see. Matthew Carl says bummer, and Carl says once he left, I knew he wasn't coming back. They never do. And, mm-hmm. Dave Vicky says I'll keep this one short. I would rather have picked him in free agency and then trade for Wallace. Yeah. Hmm. Lots of back and forth. And after that, bye. Can, can you repeat that one for me? I didn't catch that. Hmm. Can you repeat that one for me? I didn't catch that. Oh, Dave Vicky said. Uh, I'll keep this one short. I would rather have picked him in free agency than trade for Wallace. Yeah. Uh, okay. Mm-hmm. And then ultimately, <laughs> yeah, then ultimately, uh, that's there was a kind of a conversation started after that, so we'll continue. Teddy Bridgewater was at Adrian Peterson's Arabian Prince birthday <laughs> party. <laughs> You can't hate if I was invited yeah. out of gone too. Yeah, and it was kind of a fun thing. Yeah, and of course, ultimately, it's a good thing he went now. I mean, it, it didn't hurt, right? No, God, no. It I think it hurt. only helped. It didn't hurt. It did help, yeah. He's like, screw that. So, and that, I think that was kind of cool. Adrian Aladdin, right? <laughs> he looked just I, like Aladdin. I, I enjoyed the camel more. That was cool, wasn't it? That was pretty sweet. Adrian was Aladdin there. He's, he's rubbing the he's rubbing the lamp there. Okay, right. sorry. Yep. He has three wishes. He wants two thousand yards for his first wish, his second wish, a Super Bowl ring, and his third wish, a, a second Super Bowl ring. <gasps> no, I'd say the first <laughs> wish is a consistent quarterback. Mm-hmm. Oh man. So I think we'll continue from now on because it's kind of not really football related, even though it's nice. Uh, there was a very windy day at the end of March 29th where some of the stuff came down. The, the scaffolding came down at the Viking Stadium site. No injuries, but it fell onto the road there, which is crazy. I believe that was 7th Street, I believe. Yeah, because it would be the, the road coming back. Yes, yeah, 7th Street, because obviously there's a lot of one-ways. I did not mean to hit that. Oh, shoot. Okay. Shoot. Okay, it is back. Pardon me. Gerald String saying, main thing is no one was hurt. Just hope that is, the design the new stadium is collapse <laughs> proof for the snow. Yep, the design of the stadium. Yep. Uh, got it like that. Nice post there. Viking fans rock. Da, 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 da. That's kind of, it's kind of spam, but it's related, so I won't get too mad. Uh, the Vikings signed cornerback Caesar Rayford, who's more of a, uh, just kind of an invitation and go from there. Hope for the best. Love the hat, though. Love the hat. <laughs> do you remember that one where he's got that mafia hat? I do, and I think that that would make the job even harder for Marcus Charles. <laughs> it should, especially if he's uh, if Purple Mafia ever owns the the Vikings. This guy's got a couple extra brownie points for wearing that hat. Okay, I'm goofy. You are pretty goofy. But I did love that a lot, though. I I love that hat. <laughs> you saved it onto the Facebook page. You'd have to love it. Yep, absolutely. Absolutely. It's Joey Jane approved. You can't go wrong, people. You can't. It's got the Purple Mafia stamp of approval, so Caesar Rayford, you have a chance to make the team, hopefully. <clears throat> Pardon. Uh, I was talking about how I didn't post about Adrian Peterson being reinstated today. 
I said, let's save the celebration until he's committed to the Vikings. Otherwise, someone else's player is now eligible again, which means nothing to this page. <laughs> There's well, no playing the poker. Mm -hmm. It came true. It came true. Wanda Shepard saying, agree. Robin Sullivan saying, agree. Yep. Uh, ba -ba. Boy, oh boy. Lots of crazy stuff. With some long posts here. Ultimately, it's kind of old news, so I'm going to kind of move from that, even though, yeah. Let's see, what's this one? Vikings regular season schedule, and you said it was hard, tough, different, and a good challenge. Yeah, that's what well, you said. Yep. I, I see all these people making predictions that the Packers and the Lions are going to be above 10-win teams, and I don't think, short of the Packers, there's going to be at least a even a 10-win team, nevertheless above. We are playing the Wests, people, mm -hmm. the Wests. That means Kansas City. Yeah. That means... Denver. Mm -hmm. Now, Oakland's kind of a, a a speed bump, a joke, nonetheless. I mean, Christian Ponder, M Bill Musgrave offense. But, um, you know, and then you got Seattle, uh, St. Louis, uh, Arizona, San Francisco week one. Th th this is not going to be easy, people. Mm -mm. And especially if the Kansas City game is on the road, that's like an automatic loss every time. I mean, they they could be their only win all year in Kansas City. We we never win in Arrowhead, do we? Kansas City, I don't think we play Kansas. Oh yeah, we do. Oh don't yeah, we? yeah, yeah. That was the one. <laughs> that's that's AFC West. I think AFC we do. West. Yeah, yeah. Because we play both Wests, right? I believe so. Let me look. Yeah. I know we do. Yeah, because Denver. Yeah. Denver. Let yeah. me look up the schedule quickly here. <laughs> keep yeah, talking. Keep I will talking. be yep. right back. Oh yeah, yeah. Yep. And I'll I'll go on to the next post, which was yep. The Purple Mafia show, this was on April 24th, turned seven years old. Unbelievable how long it's been already. And seven years old. Can you believe Purple Mafia is seven years old? That's crazy. I know. Damn. I got started listening a while ago, but holy moly. Isn't that just unbelievable? And I forgot to click. And I will read all these. Yep, they're nice and short. And to the, I love that. Um, not that I'm against those long posts. They're fantastic. And they're, they're better to read... Uh, in private than to read on the show, but then again, sometimes I'll read the whole thing. Uh, Mark Carlson saying, Happy birthday, Purple Mafia. Congratulations, Joya Weizen, on this milestone achievement. And thank you, and God bless you. Stephen A. Smith saying, Good job, Joey. Tanae Brown out of New Zealand. And yes, Mark Carlson is from Iowa as well. Uh, Tanae Brown saying, Good on you, Joey. Your shows are great, man. I wish I knew more about football so I could contribute more. And I mean, you're you're always welcome to to say anything you like, and understand if it's a development thing with wa watching the sport and everything. It it takes years to learn the NFL. Listen <laughs> to our shows, you'll learn more. And yes, and listening to these shows does help. And I'm not quite PhD level yet, but I'm I'm working on it. I'm working on it. I got a little ways to go for that one. <laughs> Joey's got two PhDs. He's the doctorate in basketball. He's in the doctorate of love. Mm -hmm. Doctorate of NBA with Timberwolves explosion. Yep, 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 yep. And I just oh, looked yes. it up, Joey. Yes, sir. We come off the bye week and are at home versus Kansas City. At home. So that's a win. <gasps> Did I say that? Ooh. Yeah, we almost always win at home against Kansas City, and we pretty much always lose at Kansas City. So go figure. It's kind of like a 500 record against them. And uh, Owen won in the Super Bowl. <laughs> hey, now, that, that's somebody who I'd be willing to trade out into our division with Detroit. Yeah, that was another side topic. We could bring it up very, very briefly right here, right now. The talk about alignment. I, I think you might have posted it on the Purple Mafia page. I'm not sure if you did or not. 
No. But we're just mentioning it now. It doesn't, yeah, it's okay either way. That The possible realignment would basically be, um, well, uh, Detroit out, Indianapolis in. I'm like, eh. I, I don't like to see the heritage of the NFC North disturbed. But if it was Kansas City instead of uh, the Colts, I would be able to accept it slightly more because of, uh, like, you were, like you were talking about in the old uh, scrimmages with the Kansas City Chiefs back in the day, right? Yep. And that's that's a childhood right there. Yeah, and they got very uh, very aggressive at times, and it led to a Tyler Thigben being picked up off of the when we tried to put him on the practice squad. We tried to hide him quickly, and the Chiefs picked him up because they knew him better, and he played a couple years with them. So hmm. that wasn't too popular. <laughs> uh, Gerald String continuing on the seven year anniversary, saying, "Congrats, Joey! Thanks for all the hard work and great shows. Thank you very much, Gerald and Dave Hickey." Congrats, Joey. You are a true professional fan. Thank you very much. and God bless you guys. Thank you so much for what you had to say there. And by the way, I'll throw this out really quick. I am in the 490s. I think it's four. I don't know if it's... How many shows do I have left? I might have only... No, I can't remember. It might be 13 more shows to go or so, or 12 more, until when you combine my shows that I've always that I've done for like all the podcasts I've ever done. I'm getting very close to my 500th show total. Woo-wee! 500th, ladies and gentlemen. And I'm hoping it's on Purple Mafia because this is, like, we could you could call it the big show. But if it's on Timberwolves Explosion, I wouldn't be uh, too, too ticked off either, though. <laughs> either, either one, that would be, uh, but this one would be a, probably a good choice for it. Mm-mm. So people's thoughts on Trey Waynes. I was talking about it's Trey Waynes, everyone. We're all happy. Uh, Ali... Sidikai, and he has uh, posted more than once on here, and I do apologize if I'm mispronouncing your name. I really apologize. Uh, he says, I like the pick, and yeah, I, I really like what Ali's been posting on here, too. He, he posts a lot, and it's good stuff, and it's uh, it's very uh, very helpful to the show and to uh, others out there as well, because I've been kind of lazy posting stuff, so thank you again, Ali, very much. He says, I like the pick. If he even comes close to Rose, we would have a nicer corner tandem. Cedric saying, love the pick. Sebastian, there you go. Defense wins titles. Matt Kyle says, honestly, honestly would have rather taken Marcus Peters. Bigger and more physical. Waynes can't play off coverage and is a poor tackler. Hopefully Zim and Co. can coach him up. Uh, I, I like Peters. I, I, I'm intrigued with the idea of it. Mm-hmm. But the one thing with Peters is his on the sidelines issues with the coaches and taking direct um what do you want to call it? authority type yeah, stuff. yeah he has an authority issue mm-hmm. so i i just don't see that flying with zimmer you know you try talking back to zimmer <laughs> good luck yeah that would probably be tough even even adrian said in this press conference zimmer is not the type of coach you want to let down mm-hmm. starting to sound like bill parcells a little bit little bit. Obviously a uh, generational uh, difference, but you get the idea. Generational difference? They're like the same age. Are they? No. Parcells is old. Parcells is like 70, isn't he? Really? Yeah. Bill Parcells? They, they got like a 12-year difference then. Yeah, it, it's a ways. It's about. He's, he's got to be about 70 by now. Bill Parcells? Yeah. I thought I thought he was in his fifties or six or like his sixty fives or something like that. You know, like not too old, but you know, up there, yeah, <laughs> getting up there, like re- retirement range. <laughs> yep. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. 
and Dave Dave wrapping this um, one up really quickly saying great selections I can't wait to see all those guys on the field I like the picks of TJ Clemmings and Stefan Diggs those were great value picks only problem is if these players get signed then somebody has to get cut and I sure don't want to see Adam Thielen or Adi Cole get cut I love the way these two play mm-hmm yeah gotta, gotta dig that opinion those are the classic uh, gritty white players right there, right? <laughs> that's like a, a goofy, uh, what the, that, that's like a classic goofy cliche they've been bringing up on the, uh, on the local sports lately, local sports shows lately. But yeah, no, those are gritty players. I would hate to see them go too. We'll see how that develops. Moving along, if humanly possible. Hmm, hmm, hmm. I'm going to skip some of this. Da, 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 da. I just figured, you know, Trey Wayne's hello on a show. And, yep, everybody signed. That's good. Obviously, that's got to be about record time. i got to think that everybody got signed as quick as they did. Not bad. And, of course, yeah, we live in an age where it's a, more, it's a rookie scale and you can't just sign for $50 million or something. That's another good thing. I'm going to leave that alone. Uh, still don't care about... Nope, not going to jump on that anymore. <laughs> I just push it away. Stadium talk, very briefly. I took a couple pictures of the stadium about, gosh, a couple weeks ago. It's fun to watch, and yes, the backbone, the big, gigantic, uh, what was it? I can't remember how many thousand tons that the backbone, the gigantic, uh, you could call it the backbone that holds the roof up. Yeah. Has met. It met in the center after, like, a year almost. <laughs> but it met in the center, and that's really cool. Uh, it hadn't quite yet at the time when I was there. Jerry Hicks saying, nice, can't wait to see a game there. And, yeah, that day will come. Jerry Hicks, I believe, is from St. Louis, too, from my knowledge. Yeah. yeah, but it's cool. Yeah, he's a transplant from Minnesota to St. Louis. So there you go. Go Cardinals. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, I mean, it's uh, it's been cool watching that big, gigantic... I forget what they call that thing now. Uh, that's kind of stupid of me, but it's like it looks it's so big it looks like a crane it's just so freaking big and then i was when i was walking by it that was this was back on like may 30th i believe saturday may 30th if that's the correct date yeah. I, I was walking by because there were pieces of it on the ground still that were eventually going to go up later i mean i can't right. believe how big those things are oh my goodness really yeah they're so big because you know when you see them up in the air you know they look really big right but they're like right. a trillion feet up in the air when you see them at ground level, face-to-face with you, you're like, gee, many Christmas. It's no wonder that it weighs like 500,000 tons, I believe. Like, right. I mean, the whole thing, the whole backbone. They're freaking big. Yeah, you could fit like two cars in the damn things. One, what? like one. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> That's, they're big. Yeah. Uh, final post from me, anyway. I'll check into the post by page, and I'll be careful and selective with that because it's the sake of time. Adrian Peterson is returning to the team as he will now attend OTAs. After all, now hopefully a Pitchfork Nation can move on with their lives. Isn't that nice of me to say? Well, I mean, I yeah. Don't mm-hmm. get me wrong. It's not bad. <laughs> I, I, I had to say it. Uh, Robin Sullivan saying, hmm, wonder why this sudden change of heart. And ultimately, I guess it was uh, maybe he wasn't as mad as he was saying, and it was more the agent just trying to get the extra money or, uh, you know. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, Ben Dogger, he, he's just as influential in that money as anybody else, you know what I mean? Yep, and he's lost jobs over the course of time, too. People have just got tired of him. <sighs> Boy. <laughs> Lots of stuff on here. Mark Carlson posting one saying, not sure if this is a sign of things to come, but I hope so. This was in my mailbox today. 
East Bay. <laughs> Trey Wayne, that's kind of a fun-looking thing, reaching the big stage. Hmm, that's kind of cool. Trey Wayne's and Kevin White there. There you go, right? That's right. I think yeah, most of this, they're just like articles and stuff, uh, but I really appreciate it. Ali Sikudai posting these. I can't. I, I think there's one City thing Kai. that... City Kai, I, I do apologize. Hmm. I think there's one... One one thing that we actually forgot to talk about earlier, I, I had written down, and I'm sorry, I forgot to quickly bring it up here. Mm-hmm. Matt Khalil and Harrison Smith did get extended to their fifth-year options. Hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah, yes, yes, yep. Matt, yep, Matt Khalil and Harry the Hitman, right? Yep. Yep, and I even posted in there. I skipped it. I skipped it. I'm sorry. I had to. But no, I... I no, no, Joey. Yeah, that's not nice, is it? Oh. But yeah, that is important. They are. They have their fifth year option. That's good. Aging Peterson is back, according to Brent Jacobson, of course. And appreciate that. Yeah, Brent Jacobs saying I was thinking the other day. I think Zimmer is trying to re, uh, is trying to model the Vikings after the Seahawks in a way that we have a really good to great running back that takes a lot of pressure off a young quarterback. Plus, he's building a kick-ass defense. Forgive me, Sebastian, for complimenting the Sea Hags. Wink. Uh, I just hope we experience the same level of success, if not greater than the Sea Hags. What do you think of this comparison? Any accuracy? Uh, I, I, I'm I fairly sure I commented on this one saying, yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm sure Zimmer's he's got, his, mm-hmm. he, he's got his own mold that he's going for. Mm-hmm. Now, is it probably semi-similar? Sure. But I think the mold has been set years back. Defense wins championships. And you need a good, 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 good running game. Now, did the Seattle Seahawks follow this? Yes. Now, do I think they're the perfect example of what we are modeling ourselves after? No. Yeah, I remember Zimmer's been in the league long before the Seahawks were ever good. Mm-hmm. Long. Yeah, that's true. He's been in the league forever. Just, you know, like almost as long as Norv Turner. Not quite, but almost. Almost, yeah. <laughs> Norv Turner's like Yoda, basically. Basically, yeah. Um, yeah, I, 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 I can see similarities to a point. I can see similarities, sure. You know, with this very strong, young, up-and-coming secondary, that that's a similarity that I absolutely do see. The running back, sure, I mean, sure, and the quarterback, okay. I mean, that's more just like hap- it just happened that way, you know, that we happened to have them, not, not because of Zimmer. Right. Whereas the defense, well, uh... Maybe the team is just kind of maybe it's more Spielman in in a way too in terms of picking these players to kind of be similar to Seattle because he's seeing their success. It's kind of a combination of a million different things. I mean, it's football. It's football in a nutshell. There's like a million variables to everything. And Malcolm agrees with Brent. Yeah, he says I agree, Brent. Let let me just say this: Mm -hmm. it's not like our defense could have got any freaking worse. No, when, no, when, it was so bad. Yeah. When, when your starting corners are Chris Cook, yeah. Marcus Sherrills, and Josh Robinson, <laughs> you need to go the exact opposite way. That's garbage. Yeah. Like I, I'm, I'm, I'm embarrassed to say that that even happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it was the, one of the worst defenses of all time, and of course that was supposed to be Mr. Uh, Leslie Frazier's uh, specialty is defense. And it was historically bad, so that's like you're fired, you're fired. And yeah, people got injured. We we know, but still, 
players were out of position. Players were questioning the coaching, and they were basically saying, you know what, screw that, we're going to have to do it our own way because this coaching is, is so bad, we, you know, we're just going to ignore it right now. There were times some of the coaching would have been even worse if the players didn't intervene. How bad is that? Frazier sucks. Okay, I'm sorry. And his, his, uh, his uh, defensive coordinator was even worse. Was it Alan, Alan Williams? Oh, you're like, stop it, Joe. Nah, I, I, I couldn't even tell you who the deep. I'm a true diehard um, purple and gold, but I couldn't tell you who our deep <laughs> coordinator was. Yeah, he was for only two years. He looked good in 2012 and 20, but it was all just uh, smoke and mirrors because 2013 was bad luck. <clears throat> Pun. Okay, ultimately, uh, yep, uh, Ali was posting uh, the article of Will Marcus Sherrill's Make the Week One Roster. Yeah, from Minnesota no. Vikings NFL News, and you, you, you say no? No. It's, yeah, if, if Stefan Diggs is what he is, and of course the uh, growing cornerback depth combined with that, it's not going to, he might not make it, no. Barring injury, no. Mm-hmm. And, and it's sad. I was thinking, yeah, but it all depends on a better punt returner on the roster. If there's a better punt returner on the roster, and if Stefan Diggs is that guy, that's probably it, huh? Again, barring injury, like you said. Yeah. Or if he just unbelievably plays his ass off, but, eh. Like like Benny Sapp did that one year, and he where he survived and made the the uh, the Nickelback. Yeah, still not a whole lot of depth there. I mean, this is the best cornerback class I've or group I've ever seen the Vikings start to assemble. To be honest, yeah, I I don't think we've ever really had two good cornerbacks. There was there was a little while was it yeah Brian Williams when he right. was paired with Anton Winfield. I'd say that was the best cornerback combination we've had in a long time. Right, but even then we didn't have the depth to have a decent number three. Yeah, so yeah. Here we can even push it to number four. Mm-hmm. And I know I'm really – now Josh Robinson would be a very good number four. Now yeah. this is the perfect slot for him. Number four, perfect. He is absolutely perfect for that position. That is – yeah, that that makes good sense, I, I think. I, I hmm. think he could be a rotational – well, even then he wouldn't even be fourth. He'd be fifth, wouldn't he? <laughs> <laughs> you know, when you think about that, yeah. Uh, unfortunately, yep. Terrence Newman, Trey mm-hmm. Waynes, Patrick, uh, yeah. uh, <laughs> uh, Xavier Rhodes. Mm-hmm. Who the hell am I? Josh Robinson. Who else am I forgetting? Was there uh, Price? Jabari Price, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I liked what I saw. Yeah, Josh Robinson's really just getting pushed around now. Yeah, he's going to really have to earn it. Like, he, I can see him really. Stepping up his game, he, he he did step up last year to a point. He he got significantly better. Yeah, and I, I think he's going to continue to grow. I could see him surviving this definitely. I, Josh Robinson, I I can see him getting cut, mm. uh, just to sheer mm. depth factor. But I can mm-hmm. see someone picking him up right after. Yeah, and for his sake, you hope it's a coach that's anywhere near Zimmer level because. With the wrong coach, Josh Robinson sucks. And with the right coach, he's not bad. He's you know, at least be, adequate, yeah. You know to be awesome mm-hmm. is if he goes to San Francisco and pairs up with Chris Cook. Oh, my goodness. And then it's bombs away. <laughs> no. <laughs> 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 uh, just throw the ball, Teddy. Just throw the just, ball. Just throw it. That's it. Just throw it. Play action. Let's have some play action going here. Play action. Oh, did the coach say, did the coach say run? No, play action. Sorry. Coach said play action, guys. Okay, let's go. <laughs> oh, I'm so bad. Uh, yeah, and you know, I'll never forget, though, the worst memory ever was 
when the Vikings were having a promising season. It was 2012. Yep. Minnesota Vikings were playing the Washington Deadskins. Okay, the Washington Redskins in the nation's capital. And Christian Ponder threw a pick six to a guy that was incapable of getting an interception. Oh. Do you remember that? Oh, my God. Yep, you know the name, don't you? I, I, oh. I get sick when I see that crap, and that was Medea Williams, for those of you like quite scratching your heads right now. Medea Williams, man. We could not. You could throw the ball right to him. Yeah. Now, if you've ever seen the movie Grown Ups in the very beginning, where the black kid misses the ball and it bounces off his head, now that is exactly what would happen. Pretty much. I mean, he could not catch a. Uh, he could not catch an interception. There's oh. no no way. And but of course, he gets a pick six on us. Yep. And that was one of the games that really uh, derailed the the Vikings for the time being. Uh, when they had playoff hopes that year, and ultimately we survived it, but it certainly made it more difficult losing that game. And oh well, look at me rehashing stuff. But that's eh, a Viking show, isn't it? Eh, that's just the Vikings history right there. Tommy Kramer, baby. Let's talk about Tommy Kramer. Uh, you got you got Teddy <laughs> Brown. You got Teddy Brown, who has a player in the NHL. His his son is in the NHL, right? Uh that's I don't know. Yeah, you ever like who? No. <laughs> I believe, yeah, he's on the Tampa Bay Lightning, if I remember correctly. I could be totally wrong here. And, uh, ah, screw it. <laughs> I, I haven't followed the NHL as much this year. I mean, you you kind of have to pick and choose when you're as busy as we are, Zoe. Yeah, yeah, both of us are very busy, honestly, and I'm, I'm not being sarcastic. <laughs> I mean, now, if I have my preferable choice to, you know, follow, it'll be Minnesota. Now, I actually mm-hmm. wanted to say this mm-hmm. quickly. I just mm-hmm. want to get this random thought out, and I know we love random thoughts. Yeah. Minnesota needs an arena football league team because I am sick of this offseason. Don't get me wrong. There's still a lot to talk about, but we need a arena football team. Yeah, and, and honestly, we could do a show every two weeks. It's just that the schedule sucks. My schedule sucks. <laughs> we probably could, but eh. but well, then well, again, I some of the offseason so is not really uh, interesting enough for me, though, to do a show on it's interesting to talk about but mm-hmm. go ahead it's not just that my favorite rock band of all time motley crew owns or uh nick or vince neal owns the last or uh, las vegas team mm-hmm. los angeles or las vegas one of the damn two losses and uh, i was watching arena football the other day that looks like some serious effing fun and it looks cheap to go to i'm sure it is i mean yeah, they probably can't demand too much and we used to have the Fighting Pike, but, yeah, like you said, one year, correct? That's right. One year inside the Target Center. That was in the 90s, wasn't it? That was a long time ago. 91, I want to say. The year everything happened in Minnesota. I think it was newer than that, right? Maybe it was 94, 95? Maybe 95. That sounds about right, because I think yeah. it was the year I was born. Yeah. Oh, look at me saying my age. Everyone's <laughs> listening going to be like, What? And I'm born in, are you ready for this? Okay, everybody's, pro- most people have an idea, but just for newcomers. Since 1772. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, <laughs> I did meet George Washington, and he, he told me about the, he told he did tell me the cherry tree was, is not real. That's a made up, uh, that's a made up thing. You know, the whole, okay, I'm just kidding. <laughs> he said, that's all a lie. People made it. Okay, sorry. Uh, but no, I was born in 1979, so yeah, I'm, I'm I'm a veteran. I'd be one of the oldest players on the Vikings, if not the oldest by now. You like so? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no. Yeah, yeah and, they, and it doesn't matter. I understand. Yeah. <laughs> there's there's people much older. Yeah. Thank yeah. Thankfully. 
So a guy by the name of Sebastian Balls was uh, kind enough to give me a little reminder here as we look to wrap this show up. Unless you have any final thoughts first. Um, check out the Purple Press Box if we haven't discussed that enough already. Mm-hmm. <laughs> on, on YouTube, yes. Just, That's yes, right. Yes. Uh, ultimately, Sebastian was reminding me about something. That uh, <laughs> there's 55 games until till Viking. Uh, 55 days. 55 days. I'm going to ape crap till live Vikings football. But ultimately, it's more consecutive games AP has missed. <laughs> Uh, you got it like that. You got it like that, isn't it? Most definitely. Most, most definitely. And I, I think we should really get to the most important part of this show. And I know this is what everyone looks forward to every year, Joey. Mm-hmm. I know I definitely look forward to this part. What's that? Oh, yeah, 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 yep. Seriously, Joey? <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. Yep, yep, there it goes again. You're the best, you're the best, you're the best. <laughs> Oh, I'm getting sad watching something right now. But, yeah, it's uh, time to announce the Gold Star of the Year, the Silver Star, and the Bronze Star of the Year. And I screwed up and didn't have it on the last show. And I'm supposed to have it on State of the Vikings, and I did it the same thing last year. So, I suck. Bronze Star of the Year, it's going to go to... It's going to go to Brent Jacobson, always posting some wonderful, wonderful stuff. Always, always up to date. Always posting things. Always got something to say. Really appreciate his his loyalty. He's you know I've known him since 2009. Really appreciate everything. So really want to uh, thank him for all the posting and all that. And he gets a bronze star. He got a silver last year. This year the silver star. Okay. <laughs> the silver star this year. Uh, it's so hard, man. Uh, yeah, the Silver Star this year is going to go to Mark Carlson. Woo! During the time, Mark Carlson out of Iowa. Brent Jacobson is out of the Lakeville area in Minnesota here, of course. Uh, Mark Carlson out of Iowa will be getting the Silver Star this year. C-A-R-L-S-O-N. Carlson. Carlson. Go Mark. As long as they don't cheer for the Winnipeg Jets, but no, his wife does. Um, but ultimately, yeah, I mean, he was so, you know, obviously so supportive. He's got so many nice things to say. And that's not saying how many others out there I, I could give stars to right now. And that's why I always, it just aches in my heart when I don't give people stars. It aches, honest to God, because I love all of you so much. And I'm not meaning to leave anybody out. I'm just recognizing people right now for the, at this time for the, for the year. Uh, when, when, Tallgrass was a sponsor of Purple Mafia and the other podcasts. Mark Carlson went out of his way to not only get the beers, but also post them on there and show how much he was enjoying them. And that that says a lot. And yeah, and there's another guy I'm about to mention that uh, did the same as well. Uh, really thank you again for that, Mark Carlson. And Tallgrass, I would love to have as a sponsor again. There was no animosity. Just people got laid off and I lost the connections that I had before. So that sucks. Uh, I'll throw this out there really quick. There is now a 16-bit. Uh, they don't need me to advertise because I'm not getting anything. But, yeah, there's now 16-bit also, which is an, a double IPA, or excuse me, a double a uh, double pale ale. So I should post a picture of that just for fun. Thanks again, Mark. The Gold Star of the Year is going to go to someone who I believe he started, well, I think he listened in the past, in his, uh, past years and then started first started posting on the Facebook page this year. But I first met him this year. And 
He's a truck driver. Yes. <laughs> he knows who he is right when I said that. Uh huh. And so he listens. So listening to this show must be about as valuable as podcasts are to me when I'm out mowing lawns a lot. That's my second job is out mowing lawns. Um, listening to podcasts, it's gold to be able to listen to a podcast when you're doing something like mowing lawns. And can you imagine being in a truck and listening to Purple Mafia? Oh, man. <laughs> as long as you like the show anyway. <clears throat> but. So many good takes by Gerald String. Gold star, by the way. Yep, <laughs> so many great takes throughout the entire season. And again, another, I mean, again, the combination of great takes and also going out of his way to get the Buffalo Sweats, the 8-Bits, the Ethoses from Tallgrass to support this show and to support a sponsor that I that I really do enjoy. And there's still Tallgrass in, in the refrigerator. And it's not from back then. It's stuff that I've bought since... So, to support this show the way he has, and to show the love he, the way he has, and bring the contributions he has, Gerald String definitely is deserving of the 2014 uh, Gold Star Award. And it should have been given to, to him in March, but I guess better late than never. I do apologize to all of you, and I could give honorable mentions to just about anybody that, you know, that have been so supportive. Mal Malcolm, just love you, and... I could definitely see him getting a star next season. And, of course, anybody can get stars or each week during the course of the season and, and each show, I should say. And Sebastian has had many gold stars. Just now he's a co-host, so... <laughs> Be kind of biased. Yep. So, oh, yeah, I'm going to give the uh, platinum star to Sebastian. Oh, <laughs> yeah. oh, man. But, no, I mean, God bless you guys so much. I mean, Ollie, all the wonderful posts. He's been keep, keeping up with things, just like he's similar to Brent that way lately. He's been fantastic. He's uh, fairly new to the show, I think, but uh, really appreciate his involvement and so many others. Malcolm, um, like I mentioned, uh, Robin Sullivan is really just a, a really nice person. I suppose so supportive of the show. Just always really just thrilled, so happy. Every, every time I release the show, she responds on Twitter saying, thank you, Joey. And I think that's that's awesome to hear somebody say thank you for posting the show. That's 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 an honor to, to hear that. So thank you again. God bless you. Well, Mark Carlson does. I just wanted to say yes, that. Yes, he does. Yep. Now, SBF as being a listener, since I'm not a co-host during the regular season, this might be my last show here for a while just because of how things go. Mm. Thank you for all the seven years that you've done these shows. Now, I know I want to support or you know, be on behalf of all the other fans out here. You know, it's an honor listening to you week in and week out, and I know it's not easy for you. You know, keep on going, and I might be brown nosing here a little bit, but. It's very important for us to be able to listen to you as much as we do, and it does mean a lot. Thank you so much. You know, God, God bless you, man. Thank you so much. <laughs> and yeah, I mean, I, I thank you for your support to this show as well, and being on air, you know, being on air with me, it's it's really cool to see how how friendships can develop and and all that, and uh, just can hop on the show and and be as natural as you are. It's uh, really, really uh, an amazing thing to see and 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 hear. Well, with, like I said, without you, I definitely wouldn't have my show. So, you know, you you were definitely the one that was the confidence booster and all of that. Mm, thank you so much. Yeah, and uh, yeah, <laughs> and you're 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 making you're motivating me to get better too. So you know, the motivational and all that, and <laughs> it makes us both want to just kind of just. Climb the charts into the uh, the Viking media. <laughs> that, that's right. And That'd be fun. 
just just mm. for all the uh, viewers out there, you can look me up on YouTube. S e b a s t i a n. My last name is spelled B as in boy. A h l s. Um, leave a like. Leave a comment. Um, sh- share to all your friends and family. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Please do. Please do. There is a phone line for Rule Mafia, by the way. So I better mention and a Twitter account. Nine one one. Yeah, nine one one. No, the phone line is two oh two. 209, before I forget it, right? No, no. Yeah, I've been keeping up with Timberwolves Explosion because that show is so easy to do for me. Uh, 209-736-7877. 209-736-7877. Mention you're calling in for Purple Mafia or, or Joey, but Purple Mafia and Joey, whatever it is, and comment, question, shout out, all that. Try to keep it to a minute if possible. There may even be a call out there that I didn't bring on this show, but this show is so long, I'll probably bring it on the next one so it can get yeah more justice. And I won't write off any possibility of you being on this show during the regular season, too, though. I mean, we'll see. <laughs> it's just schedules are weird, and we'll see what happens. But the possibility you could be on again. Also, the Twitter account is at Purple Mafia Show. And, of course, to find Purple Mafia on Facebook. This is all on the Facebook page. I don't even know if I mentioned that, which is really dumb. Just right. type in Purple Mafia Minnesota Vikings Show or actually uh, Facebook.com forward slash Purple Mafia Show. That's even easier. So, yeah. there you go. Sorry I ruined this 10-minute phone calls, guys. Yeah, you guys in your 10-minute phone calls, look at you. <laughs> no. I wanted to be a co-host so bad, so I'd leave a 10-minute voice. <laughs> oh, that's funny. And, and yeah, you'll probably be on in the regular season some, as long as the schedules add up. I mean, yeah. I mean, week, week I know. one should be pretty hard for both of us, just because that's the late Monday night game. It's the game oh, two yeah. of the, That's the game two of the doubleheader. Ouch, yeah, so I'll probably be recording that one on Tuesday. Whoa, no. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that one will be scary. Mm-hmm. So it, it, it just is what it is. I mean, I'm this show is really good when you're on, so I'm definitely not denying that. And the listeners have spoken, you know what I mean? When, you, when you're on, the numbers are pretty good, so hey, I'm not going to lie. I love the listeners, and if we can bring at least a couple of those to my show and keep a lot of them on this show so we can do back and forth type mm-hmm. stuff, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm happy. Like the motivational videos. I love it. Thank you, everybody. You yeah. you, make, you make me feel like a gold star. Absolutely, and and you are. No. Yeah, and I'm a purple star. Uh-huh. No. <laughs> You're you're the black and blue star. I was kidding. Yeah, pretty much black and blue division. Ow. <laughs> too much too much physical work outside. So the black and blue does happen, especially my right wrist. That thing is like, uh, uh, yeah, it's bad. Yeah. Mm, it's Brandon Roy level. No, <laughs> no. But for that, uh, I might as well. We should probably look to sign this off though. This might be dragging a little bit, but then again, hopefully you're enjoying the conversation. Though it's a lot of emotion here and a lot of uh, positive emotion from uh, both of us to you and to each other as well. So thank you again so much. Yeah. He's, he's doing too much hedge trimming, if everybody knows what I mean. Uh-oh, look at oh. him. <laughs> look at this guy. Look at this guy. He's trying to get me, trying to get me banned for life. <laughs> <laughs> Have uh, a good night, everyone. Oh, Thank you again so much, everybody. God bless you. And we'll be back fairly soon. May, maybe have Sebastian on. Maybe not, depending on the schedule. It's, it's a fluent situation, as Brett Favre likes to say. Oh. <gasps> Oof. All right, go Vikings, go NFL Draft.